Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. We're excited to be here today. Of course, I am. I'm Maria Casillas, and I'm joined by Cody Sizemore. Hi, Cody. Thanks for joining me today. Of course. How you awesome. Doing? Well, I'm doing really well. Thank you. I am actually very excited to share with our audience today some really, really exciting news that you shared with me the other day. But before we jump into that, and you guys, you really do want to hear today's episode. Uh, but before we get into that, I do want to make sure you remember that we rely on your support for this podcast. We don't ask for any financial support. We actually just want your clicks. We want you to click on the subscribe button. And then also while you're there, if you could just scroll down to the bottom in whatever platform you're using and go ahead and leave a rating for us. We love five-star ratings, but we also love the truth. So if you have some other feedback for us, we'd be happy to hear that from you. We want to make this show exactly what it is that you need in order to get your business up and running to go from startup to scale up and become the coach that your clients actually crave. So just a quick reminder to do that. And then the other thing we want to make sure you know, is that you are not alone in this. You have support and we are not only there to support you, but there's a whole group of other coaches who are also excited to support you. And we can do that inside of our group called the New Money Habits Financial Coaches Group. It is continuing to grow. We have loved to see our new members there. And when you join, let us know that you heard about that group from this podcast so that we know you are hearing us. All right, Cody, Thank you so much for just hanging on while I went through all of the stuff that we have to go through in the beginning of a podcast. I am so excited to share with our audience what you have accomplished in the last mm, nine months, I think it's been. I mean, the only thing I've done in nine months is create a kid. Uh, you have done. <laughs> okay, that I, I suppose that's a pretty phenomenal thing that I've done in nine months. Um, <laughs> but I would love for you to share with the audience what you have created in the last nine months. And we can talk about some of that today. Yeah, so um, at the beginning of the year, so, you know, end of December 2021 into January 2022, uh, I had set myself a goal um, of basically doubling my, my revenue for my coaching practice mm -hmm. uh, for 2022 as compared to 2020, uh, 2021. And I had filled in Maria uh, just as a way to like share it. And I, I also wanted some like accountability and some support through that too. So, you know, like after every quarter, I'll send her like where my numbers are at and stuff like that uh, mm -hmm. just to have that support. And I'm uh, very proud to say that as of today, I have reached my yearly goal um, and the year's not done yet. So no. I will likely be surpassing that probably by, by about 20 to 25%, um, which I'm super excited about. Uh, and, you know, obviously it's not just about the revenue, right? Uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely about providing value and, and helping as many people as I can. Um, but the revenue speaks for that, right? Like it's a measurement. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's just a really good way of me looking at that number and saying, okay, I've helped this many people in order to 
get to this point, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to throw out the exact number that that goal was, but it was six figures. And, you know, I'm, I'm very, very blessed and very excited to have reached that. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens for the rest of the year and what kind of goal we'll come up with for next year as well. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who don't know, we do record some of these ahead of time. So I honestly don't know when this particular episode will be released, but I can say with confidence that Cody still has an entire quarter in order to basically shore up or exceed what his goal was. So when he says that he will surpass it, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he will do that. And it sounds like it might even be as far as 20% or 25% even. Mm-hmm. of what your original goal was. So so that's absolutely incredible. And um, I wanted to just, I want to bring it up because as you can imagine, there are probably some listeners to, who, today who are saying, oh my gosh, did you, did you just hear that? Like, did Cody just say he's doing a six-figure business just with financial coaching? Now, I've heard about that with regular coaching before, but aren't people who need financial coaching, can't they not afford it? And are there really people who are going to pay? Like all of these things are going on in their heads. I can guarantee that. And I know that that's the case because we work here at New Money Habits with individuals who struggle with that very thing. They're like, I don't don't think there's anybody out there who wants to hire me. How do I actually get any clients? And so I think it would be a really neat thing today, Cody, if we could just kind of talk a little bit about those two ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. There, you're a pretty incredible person. Oh, well, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. I do. So what's about to come out of my mouth next <laughs> it might sound like I'm like I didn't mean that sincerely, uh, but I do mean it sincerely. I just don't think that it's because you're an incredible person that that's the only reason that all of a sudden you're able to make this happen. Right. It's not like the heavens just opened and said, this is for you, Cody. And, and you got what you need to do. There had, there was, there was some skin in the game for you. There was some, some get up and do if you, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And so, yeah. so I think, um, I think I want to make sure we talk about that. And I also want to acknowledge though, that the people who struggle with this, are not lazy people. It's not that they're necessarily, well, there might be some, but it's not the only component. It doesn't mean that if you don't have six figures or five figures or even four figures, maybe even three figures, maybe you're struggling with just getting the first $200 in your business. It doesn't mean that you're lazy. But what we want to talk a little bit today is what are you doing? Where are you putting your time, your effort, your focus? Are you creating busyness? and not creating business. That almost sounds like I thought about that before we hit record, but I totally didn't. Like that actually is kind of natural. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) so maybe we could just kind of focus on that. Are you creating busyness over actually creating business? Uh, What do you think about some of that, Cody? Yeah. um, So I think you hit it spot on um, because I, I think back to when I first started coaching, which was about, about less than two and a half years ago now. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just remember that I, I felt like there was two things. One was that I wanted to help everybody Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to, um, you know, ask too much because I was concerned about, you know, helping people who are in, who need help with their money. Right. Right. 
that was one thing. Um, but then the other thing too was like, I tried to provide just so much value. And because of that, th there's nothing wrong with that. But because of that, I got caught up in building the, the back end of the business. And I got very, very passionate about that. Um, you know, building like resources, building my curriculum, you know, building my, uh, my systems, like all that kind of stuff, which mm -hmm. I'm thankful that I have, but I reached a point where I'm like, I'm doing all this work, but the work isn't coming back to me, mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's not a good trade-off of time versus, versus income. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that that's the shift that a lot of people need to make is that, yes, you can, you can work on things and you can build your systems and you can, you know, build your business on the back end. There's nothing wrong with that. But we also need to take, we also need to have the courage to actually do what we need to do to attract clients and bring them on as well. And mm -hmm. because without that, what's the point of building everything on the back end? Right. You could have the most incredible, use the word curriculum, so I'm going to use it. You could have the most incredible curriculum known to mankind, <laughs> but if you don't have anyone to share it with, it's like, what's what's it going to do? Just collect dust on mm -hmm. the back of yourself. Yeah. So I know that that shift for you happened pretty, I mean, relatively speaking, pretty quickly, you know, because you said you've only been doing this about two and a half years. And over the last nine months, you obviously had a shift in trajectory. So it was really, you know, only about a year or so that that shift happened for you. What do you think that shift was attributed to? Like where, at what point did you realize, okay, I'm, I'm really busy, but I'm not actually going out. And like you said, having the courage to go and try this, what gave you some of that courage? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what it was. And I'll also tell you why I said the word courage. Cause I said that for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, the shifting point was when I lost my job. Okay. I got, I got let go, uh, in August of 2021. And at that time, um, you know, my business was up and running, but it wasn't anything that I could really support my family off of. It was just like a side thing, right? Mm -hmm. Something that I was building on the side, but it wasn't like, like I had any sort of confidence to just like, quit my job that day and say, I'm going to be financial coaching. Right. I kind of right. got thrown into it. Right. Um, and at the same time, you know, the reason I, I didn't have that confidence in quitting my job that day um, and just going full time as a coach is because I also had a baby that was on the way three and a half months afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so I got fired in August. My son was born in January. Um, so it was like, I, I had that happen to me and I had like this, this like, holy shit moment <laughs> where I was like, I need to get this figured out. Mm -hmm. And like, this is not an option. I, I either have to figure this out and I need to do what I need to do, or I can go get a job that I have zero interest in because I need the money. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, I'm like, if I didn't take this opportunity while it's scary, uh, I would probably regret it because I know that being in a job that I already didn't really like uh, was 
was taking a lot out of me that by the time I got, I clocked out, my, my batteries were drained. And then I had to like turn on that coaching hat and it made it very difficult to kind of build that business. That's why it took, uh, you know, some, some time mm-hmm. to get that up and, and running. Uh, so that was the shifting point for me was that I had a couple things in my life that were just like, Hey, you need to get this figured out or not mm-hmm. pick one. Right. Like I, I seem to remember having a conversation with you about that in that, Oh crap moment where you were trying to decide between stability and, uh, I don't know what the other, yeah, that's probably a really good way of saying it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's opportunity. Yes, you are definitely an opportunist, which I think is really fantastic. Um, there was, there was that, that potential for really, really great stuff, but there was also the potential for, oh no, (laughs) what's this going to happen? And so the stability for you was like, it wasn't just about you. And I remember talking with you about this and you're like, look, if it was just about me, hands down, I would go route B where I could just jump into the opportunity and not worry about anything else. But this isn't just about me. This is about my wife, my kids, you know, my family. And I want to be a provider for them. Like that was one of the values that you expressed to me when we were talking about that. And so we, that's what made it more of a difficult decision for you. And I remember when we were discussing this, I don't know, do you even remember this? I don't know if you do. Um, but when we were discussing it, we talked about your energy level and what it is that brings you that energy and brings you that joy and how like having the stability is nice, but if you don't have that energy when you come home and your batteries are drained, like you just said, are you actually there for your family, which tends to be your priority? And mm-hmm. the answer to that was like, not really, I really am not there the way I want to be there for them. And so that gives us the opportunity as individuals to recognize that sometimes we measure things in dollars and sometimes it's okay to measure things in other ways. For example, how do we show up for our family? Or what kind of mood do we have? You know, are are we going to be there the way we want to be there for them? Because when we realize that our priority really is the family in your situation, then how we serve that family can be in different ways. So I do remember having that conversation with you. I'm glad that you chose the way you did. And I'm really glad that it turned out the way that it did for you. Yeah. So with that being said, um, you know, the, the last couple of months that I was working at my previous job, uh, you know, my, when I started that job, I did have like a passion for it. And, you know, over time it just dwindled and there was stuff that happened at that job that were really kind of negative And it really just like brought me down emotionally. And that unfortunately came home with me mm-hmm. and I, and I recognized that. And there was always, no matter what sort of job I did, you know, whether it be that last job or the one before that, uh, which I did for eight years, um, there was always something in me that knew that I was capable of more, Mm -hmm. but I also knew that I couldn't do more because I wasn't in control. It wasn't my company. I had to run things through, you know, the owner and even if I thought that, you know, this was the direction that made the most sense, if they didn't, I was SOL, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was in that moment, I, I thought back to that and I was like, you know what? This is a chance 
for me to actually see if what I believe about myself is true. And in that moment, I said, if I don't do this, then I'll never actually find out. Mm-hmm. So I quite literally burned all my boats and took the island. You know, like that's the only way to take an island, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to burn the boats kind of thing. Um, and that's what I did. And I, and I decided to take ownership of it because I knew going into it that if I, if I was going to step into this season of my life and totally make it into something that I'm super proud of, then I'm not just going to be proud of like, you know, how much income I'm bringing home to support my family or, or, you know, whatever it might be. I'm going to be proud because of who I am and who I needed to become throughout that whole process. And if it went the other way to where I fell totally on my face, then that's okay. Because then I would know, okay, like I actually, you know, maybe I don't have what it takes to do that. And I found that out. So I'm going to go back because there's always another job that I could get always. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how I looked at it. And so I, I took that, ownership of it. And I was like, you know what? This is up to me. Whether I succeed or whether I fail, it's up to me. And there's no one, no one's going to tell me that I can or can't do something aside from myself. Mm-hmm. So I just ran with it. And I kept telling myself, this is a you versus you situation. With every, every day I showed up, it's you versus you. Every decision I made, it's you versus you. Every single thing I decided to work on, this is you versus you. No one was holding me accountable. Mm-hmm. No one was telling me what to do. No one was, you know, point me in any sort of directions. You know, I had people there to help support me and help guide me through through different relationships, but it but ultimately it landed on me to actually show up and deliver and actually do the things that I needed to do. Right. And that's why I said courage earlier Mm -hmm. is because working on things on the back end, like your systems and stuff like that, while it does keep you busy and it gives you a sense that you're working on things and that you're building something, it's also a very comfortable place to be. Yes. Because you can, you can look at something and you can say, well, I'm not making any income, but I'm putting in all this work. I'm trying my best. Mm-hmm. It's like a safety net mm-hmm. to where like almost you can pass the blame onto something else aside from yourself. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because when you were talking about you versus you, one of the things that definitely came to mind was when you were in that job and things were not the way you would like them to be, it's very easy to go, well, it's not my decision. It, it's not, I'm not the reason that things aren't the way they, I like them to be. But when it is just you, that's one of the biggest blessings and biggest curses that comes with being your own boss is you're your own boss. And so all of the onus falls on you. So if yes. something's not right, you don't have anything to blame anymore. So I think it's, I think it's really interesting that you brought up the systems itself, like it's really easy to say, well, that's not working. And I think that's where some of that trap comes where we're like, well, if I'm, if I'm doing these systems or I'm creating this curriculum or I'm doing whatever it is that we're working on inside of the business. And then we say, well, I'm not making any money. 
oh, okay, well, the systems must be wrong. And so then we go back to the systems and, and start tweaking that. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the actual systems or curriculum or whatever it is we're working on. It's because we have not taken the courage to go out and actually try out some of those systems and actually bring people into our world. Right. And, and again, I, I say courage because that's what it is. Like, yes. We, we have to have that courage to step out and do something that makes us uncomfortable, even when we feel like we're not prepared to. When I got fired, I was not prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did not feel prepared. I did not feel confident. But I knew that I needed to get it done. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I asked myself, okay, what's going to get me to where I need to be? Not to where I want to be, but where I need to be. Is it building these systems? Is it focusing on the back end stuff? Not necessarily, because that's not going to feed my family. So what is it? <clears throat> Client acquisition. That is what's going to get me to where I need to be. That is what's going to, you know, um, allow me to feed my, feed my family. So I said, okay, I'm going to make that the focus. First and foremost... But then, with my other time, I am going to work on refining these systems. But I'm not going to make the systems and all that back-end stuff the main focus anymore, like I was before. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shift gears and make client acquisition my main jam, and then the systems as, like, you know, the side thing that I'm working on when I have time. And yeah, if you looked at the 80-20, you swapped that. You yep, used to it, do 80% systems, 20% exactly. client acquisition, and then you decided to swap it. Exactly. And and that takes a lot of courage because it's like, okay, someone might be listening to this right now and they'll and they would say, Okay, like I could do that, but how do I coach my clients if I don't have my systems in place? Well, that's where the courage comes into play. Because at the end of the day, while having those systems in place, and, you know, having like, you know, everything that you need to have figured out in the back end, while that is helpful, and it definitely makes things easier, it's not, it's not absolutely critical for you to have to help people. The most important thing for you to have to help people is for you to just show up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what people care about. Yes, they absolutely. They don't care about your systems. They care yep. about you showing up. And then you work on those systems while you're helping people and introduce them either later on or with new clients or whatever and make it better for them as time mm -hmm. goes on. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I'm glad you said that because what I was going to add to that was for myself, at least most of my systems and most of my tools and most of the curricula, if you will, that I come up with is from working with people. And it's, I say that because we have this idea that, you know, we have the answers and we're just going to create all of this stuff. But if we don't know, like, who's even going to benefit from it, what good is it going to be? So a lot of times, because coaching really is just showing up for people, I, th I have found that when I show up authentically for them and very intentionally for them, usually they give me 
stuff to work with. Like they, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they give me yeah. the content that I'm like, Oh, this is missing. And so many times because now that I do, I will say I have a knack for this and I know there are some things that you can absolutely learn. And there are some things that are kind of just, you know, gifts. And it's okay to recognize that all of us who are listening to this and you and I separately, we have different gifts and we have knacks for different things. And I want to point that out on purpose, not to pat ourselves on the back, but to let people know that you don't need to be a copycat of me or of Cody. You need to actually just do you recognize what your knack is, recognize what your natural gifts are, and then lean into those and then learn the stuff that you need to learn to supplement. Okay, so I say that because I do have a knack of when I'm in the moment, like coming up with some sort of activity or question or questionnaire or whatever it is that like it's exactly what they need in that moment. And then I'm like, huh, that person has this in common with this other client and this other client. I'm going to try that same thing with those clients and see how that works. And then you start to see patterns and then you can use those and and that's how most of my stuff is actually created. It's actually created in the moment. So if I spend all my time before, like behind the scenes before even talking to people, trying to create things, it's usually the stuff that never gets used because no one wanted it in the first damn place. <laughs> so, so if you guys hear what Cody is saying and go out, spend the 80%, go and try to find someone who you can just show up for authentically, intentionally. And listen to what they say, listen to what they need, give that to them in the moment. And then afterwards, take that 20% and ask yourself, how can I turn this session into something for future people? And you'll find that you actually start to build your processes along the way. Don't wait for them to be completed before you go out and actually change someone's life. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I, uh, talk to a lot of my clients about is, uh, is that, you know, you will, you will consistently get results in what your, in what your kit, in what your actions are consistently. I'm going to say that again, mm-hmm. cause I just totally messed that up. <laughs> you will consistently get results in what your actions are consistently in. Right. So mm-hmm. basically what I mean by that is like, if your actions are consistently, doing this busy work because it feels comfortable. And the result of that is that you're not getting clients. Well, if you consistently do that, then you will consistently not get clients. Mm -hmm. But if you're consistent in creating clients and doing something uncomfortable, trying new things out, making yourself vulnerable, trying new things, um, getting in a space that you've never been in before. Like all of those things are actions, but if you do them consistently and you find the things that do work for you and then you do those things consistently, then you will then consistently get results of creating new clients. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a matter of like doing anything in general. It's a matter of what you choose to do consistently. Yeah. And I, uh, one thing I'd like to just add to that is when you mentioned, you know, go out and, and get clients. I don't know if that's how you said it just now, but that was the idea that we're going out and we're making clients, we're creating clients. I want you guys to 
to be okay with understanding, you could just go out and create connections. I, I, I think sometimes mm-hmm. people get so wrapped up in, I have to create a client. I got to go out and create a client. And that's where we get in our heads and we're like, oh, but I don't, you know, I don't want to seem like that slimy salesperson. And then people are just going to be like, you're only out here to try to sell something, you know? <laughs> so it's okay to just realize that making connections is part of making clients. It's just on the continuum of doing so. I can tell you personally, I I hired a sitter. So I have four children. For those of you who have not listened to this podcast for very long, I have four children. They they span in age from 18 all the way down to three. And uh, right now I am stuck with no sitter. I'll just throw that right on out there. Uh, But there was a period of my life where I said, you know what? I really want to focus on clients for a little bit. I want to have that time set aside and I'm not going to have a sitter. I mean, I'm a little toddler in the background doing what they need to do. Uh, and so I want to hire a sitter. So I did. That sitter was nowhere on my radar for financial coaching whatsoever. But I actually, of course, we engaged in conversation. She knew what it was that I did. Uh, eventually, she and her fiance were interested in learning a little bit more. I said I would be happy to do a free it wasn't even a consultation. It was like, come on over. I will do a free coaching session with you. I just want them to see and experience what that is. That was back in, I want to say June or July. And they decided at that time that they would love to continue to work with me, but it just wasn't the time. And then that was it. Like they, they put it off and then now she's not my sitter anymore. (laughs) So I didn't even have any connections with her going forward. She actually wanted to pursue some other things and that's why she's not a sitter. There was no bad blood or anything. But then out of nowhere in September, she reached out and she said, you know, I just can't get coaching with you out of my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. I want to do this. And I was not, I was not pursuing her. I was not, I wasn't selling anything to her. It was all stemming from a connection that was made. And so I just want you guys to hear these words when we say it's sometimes we get wrapped up in in what it means to have clients come on and we get really frustrated. I remember in one of our groups, actually, there was a coach who was really frustrated because he hadn't gotten a client. He'd been working. He felt all of this stuff that you're talking about. Like I've been putting so much time and effort into this and none of it's paying off. And he was just right at that precipitous of of having that breakthrough. And sure enough, within two days, he was letting us know in the group, I got my client, my first playing client. And we got to celebrate that with him. I think you probably remember when when that happened. Um, And that's just, it just goes to show you that I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in this idea. We're going to hear, those of you who are listening today are going to hear that Cody has absolutely rocked it and he's hit six figures this year. And, you know, he's, he is something to aspire to. But don't get so wrapped up in thinking that his story needs to be your story and that his journey needs to be your journey. And I'm just going to remind everybody for a second, if I can, Cody, that you specifically said a few, I don't know, a few minutes ago, that you were not ready to quit your job that day. If if someone had said to you, hey, Cody, you have this opportunity. It's over here in this this quadrant. But all you need to do, buddy, all you got to do is quit your job today. You would have been like, yeah, that's a hard no. <laughs> I got I got to fix to get ready before I can do any of that. Yep. You were thrust into this and left with no choice. Yep. And so as much as you could have gone a different direction and you absolutely took the direction that was very, very brave. 
Yet I want people to hear that you might not have had that courage if you, if it wasn't thrust upon you. Mm-hmm. So what about the person who doesn't have that thrust upon them? You know, are, are we sitting here saying, well, you better just create your own island, you know, go quit that job and see what you got, what you're made of. <laughs> I, just, I certainly don't want people to say that that's what we're suggesting that they do. Uh, but how do you suggest that people kind of create that hunger without maybe jumping off, burning all their boats and, and creating their own island? Yeah. Um, it's a really good question. Um, I wish I had like a super insightful and, you know, sexy answer for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the truth is I don't. Um, I, I really think that it's as simple as you just need to want it. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Like you really, really need to want it. Like you can't, you can't just create hunger for this. Like you need to be hungry. Yeah. Right. And it's not about becoming motivated. Like, no, like you need to be motivated. You know, like we talk about all these things that we want in life. We want a Mm -hmm. six figure business. We want to lose that weight. We want to, you know, have a, a healthy marriage or, you know, whatever it might be. We talk about all these things and we always say, well, I want these things. Um, and once I get these things, then I'll be that person. Right. So like Mm -hmm. once I have this six figure business, then I'll be confident. Once I, um, once I lose that weight, then I'll actually feel good about myself. You know, like all these different types of things. Yeah. But we have it backwards. We have it backwards. We can't get those things unless we first decide to be the kind of person that gets those things. Yes. We can't be motivated one day. No, we need to work on it one day at a time to be motivated. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's, I wish I had a more like, you know, <laughs> I, I guess lighter answer that could be like, Oh, well, this is what you got to do. But unfortunately, and fortunately, this is the case. It's like, if you want to do this, then you need to be the type of person who does it. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. That's, so going- that's what I did. That's what I had to do. I was, I was thrusted into it. Like you mentioned, but you can create that scenario in your mind like that. Your like the human mind is a very powerful thing. We can, we can form our reality no matter what it is. We can just choose to think a certain way. We can choose to act a certain way. We can choose to show up a certain way. Will it be difficult? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But and will it look exactly how we think? Most likely not. Right, right. <laughs> but, like, but like, what what worth doing is easy. Right, right. Yeah, I I agree. And I think when I say going back to your specific scenario, when you in January, you did not you did not know that you could make a six figure business. You had not done it before. You had not proven that to yourself. You knew you could do half 
of that, of whatever your number was, because you had done that and you mentioned that you wanted to double what your, what your thing was. Uh, but at the very beginning of January, you had to ask yourself, what does the owner of a six figure business do today? Yeah. Yeah. And you did that on Monday and then Tuesday. Actually, I don't even yep. know your actual story. I'm just guessing. <laughs> and then you did that the next day and the next day and the next day. And and that sometimes that includes, by the way, for those of you who are hustlers and you're listening, sometimes that includes rest. What does the owner of a six-figure business do today? Well, today he rests <laughs> because mm-hmm. he needs the energy to go out and do it again this next week. So yeah. I, I want you to hear that, that it doesn't mean that you've got to be doing the hustle all the time. Ask yourself what Cody just said. Who is it that I want to be? Who is it that I claim to be today? And what does that person do today? And just do that. Because as you know from the name of this podcast, I mean, we're all about the habits. That's, That's what we're about. And creating those new habits. And the only way that you create a new habit is to show up as the person that you're trying to become. Yep. Every single day. Yep. And as some of you who know, I mean, I'm sure that there's been someone listening to this who's been a longtime listener. Um, over the last year, while I, while I've been building my business, I've also gone through a uh, a health journey as well. Mm-hmm. And over the last year, I've lost 80 pounds. And um, you know, doing that side by side with building a six figure business and having a family and a new baby. I mean, can you imagine what my life looks like? (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. it's a lot, right? But the way that I did that is the same exact way that I built my business. I asked myself a question and I said, with every decision that I was met with regarding my health, whether it be choosing to eat something, whether it be deciding to go to the gym, whatever it might be, I always asked myself, I said, hey, is this what a healthy person does? Yes or no? If the answer was yes, I did it. If the answer was no, I didn't do it. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I took it a step further and I said, because I am a healthy person. Mm -hmm. Now put this into context. Someone who, when I first started my, my, my health journey for someone who was literally a hundred pounds overweight to sit there and say, I am a healthy person is literally ludicrous. (laughs) It does Mm -hmm. not make sense. Right. But I wasn't talking about who I was in that moment. Mm -hmm. I was talking about who I decided I am. Mm -hmm. I love it. It was like the future version of me. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the ownership. It's not just the question, is this what this type of person does? No, it's, it's the ownership of it that actually causes you to follow those decisions consistently. So you can do this the same thing with building your business. Is this what a consistent person does? Mm-hmm. Because I am consistent. Is this what a six-figure coach does? Because I am a six-figure coach. And saying that when you haven't even brought on a first client yet might sound crazy. Mm-hmm. But you need to own that, right? Like if you were to make an identity in this, the identity is what actually drives the results. Yep. Yep. And not only do you need to own it, but you have to define it. 
And, yeah. and so that's actually one of the things It's one of the first things that I do with any sort of client. In fact, when I was doing um, my workshops, it was how to like, that was one of the first exercises was defining who, who is your future self? Who is that? Like, what, who are you becoming? Because if you don't know what that is, if you don't even know what you desire, then how can you ask yourself, is this something that a healthy person would do? Is this something that a six-figure coach would do? Because not everyone wants to be healthy. Maybe not everyone wants to be a six-figure coach. Maybe not. That's not everybody's dream. So if you can't define what it is for you, then you can't ask yourself the right questions and you can't make the decisions that are in alignment with that. And so that is absolutely the first step. We can go ahead and wrap up here, but I, I do want people to know that if you're asking yourself, well, where do I even start with this? That's where you start. You start with defining who is it? <laughs> who are you? Who are you meant to be? Who, who do you want to be so that you can start telling yourself, I am this, and this is what this type of person does. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. You know, like that, that is the place to start. 100%. Because I, I know that that's probably a question where people have been listening to this episode and they're like, okay, but how do I even get started with this? Well, there you go. That's that's mm -hmm. the first step is is claiming that. Figuring it out and, and claiming it. And then following it up with actually doing the things that you need to do. Yeah. I would say right in between there, a step 1B would be to share that with somebody else. You know, Cody mentioned that he shared it with me and I'm sure I'm not the only person he shared that with. He, he wanted to provide some accountability for himself. And when we speak something out loud and we give permission to people to let us know when they're seeing something that's maybe not in alignment with what we just said we wanted to do, that creates just that really strong foundational support system for us. That's not just a rah-rah support system, but somebody who's actually going to say, hey, you know what? You're a healthy person, so I'm surprised to see you not go to the gym for three weeks in a row. That It's not that they're admonishing you. They're just let it, reminding you that that behavior is not who you said you are. And so now we're confused about that. So you're giving permission to people to help you with that, to help you stay in that space that you want to stay. So I would say that's a part one B and then absolutely start doing the things that those individuals, <laughs> now you're going to have a multi-personality disorder as we're talking about all these individuals that you are, you're a healthy person and I'm a rich person. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a business owner. Uh, but all those things that those people do, you can start absolutely doing those things. And, and if you don't know how those people are or what they do, go find out. You don't know what a six-figure coach does? Go talk to one. We're talking to one right here. So I know he's willing to let you pick his brain. Yeah. Go into our group. Say, hey, six-figure coach, what do you do? And that way you can get an idea. You want to be healthy? Go talk to someone who's healthy and find out what do you do to be healthy? Mm. Find that out. You want a good marriage? Go talk to a couple and find out what did you do to be married 74 years? Help me out. Yep. So there might be some research to be done. But just like we talked about earlier, don't get stuck doing the research. It's the same thing as getting stuck doing all of the systems. Put your do <laughs> where where it's going to give you the best ROI. And that's in, if you're talking about a business, 80% needs to be in acquiring those clients, making those connections. If you're trying to be healthy, the 80% is doing those habits every single day that are going to help you get to where you need to be. And then 
the 20% is continuing to research what those individuals would do. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Cody, seriously, for allowing us to like peel back the curtain. You've always been so open and honest about your personal business and what that looks like. And I just, I think that people are going to be super inspired by you. They might be a little bit intimidated <laughs> by you. Um, That's okay. But I think it, I think it is. I, I do think <laughs> it is okay because it's just when you realize that if you have that sense of intimidation, realize that that's just fear creeping in a little bit. And like I said earlier, and I meant it sincerely, Cody really is an amazing person. And he has a knack for many things like social media and stuff like that. But most of what he does, you guys, you can also replicate. You can do the things that he's doing. And it might look a little bit different, but you can do those things. And so don't be too intimidated by him. Be inspired. Yeah. Last thing I, I want to say is, you know, Maria wanted to talk about this, um, this whole conversation today. And <laughs> the intention was not to, you know, bring this up and, and have it be like a, hey, look at me kind of thing. Um, it was definitely to inspire. And the whole reason is because if you think about the first person to run the four minute mile, before that happened, that was thought to be impossible. Mm -hmm. Right. But then the guy ran the four minute mile. And guess what happened after that? Lots of people did. Lots of people ran the four minute mile. A once yeah. impossible thing is now kind of common. commonplace. <laughs> Like, I mean, not super common, but <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, like if one person can do it, that means that another person can do it. Right. And that's yeah. the whole purpose of this conversation is to show mm -hmm. you guys that, yeah, like, especially those newer coaches or people who've been doing it for, you know, some time, but haven't really hit their stride quite yet. Yeah. It's a tough business to get off the ground. I know that. Mm -hmm. I know that firsthand, but it's possible. It's very possible. You just need to stick with it and you need to put your energy into things that will bring you the best ROI, like Maria said. So, yeah. that's so it might not even be extra time. Our conversation is to yes, inspire and, and, uh, and get you guys moving. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and just to, to say one where he said, you know, um, to put your energy and stuff where it is, it might not even be extra time. You guys, you might not have to put any more time in what you're doing. The shift might just be in where you put that time and energy. So uh, we don't, we don't want you to think that you've got to, you know, put 55 hours a week into this. You don't even have to do it part-time. I mean, full-time Cody does his full-time. Uh, you may have a job. You may not be able to do it full-time. And, and Cody, just to remind everyone that when, um, when you were working, Cody, you were still doing this part-time and you were still making a good amount of money doing it part-time and mm -hmm. still there was that small shift that even catapulted it further. So, uh, yep. so yeah, you guys, it, everything, like he said, is true. I am the one who asked him to do this and that's why I'm thanking him for being willing to share. Uh, he's super humble and would never have asked to do this on his own, but I just have seen so many coaches come to us struggling with how, how do I get this up and off the ground? And, and I can tell you that, if you're one of those coaches and you know who you are, it's not that you don't have what it takes because you do. And I just wanted you to hear some of these small things from someone besides myself. So thanks again, Cody, for having this conversation with me today. I know people have gotten some really great nuggets from it and I look forward to meeting with you next week. Absolutely. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. You guys enjoy your week. We'll catch you next week. Sounds good. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.